Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. I am Dr. Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, sitting in for Carol and David this week. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. We are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex, sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving into the naughty, the taboo, the unknown, and hope our discussions will open up your dialogue about great sex because great sex matters and we all deserve it. Do you struggle with communicating with your partner sexually? Like, do you have a very hard time telling them what you want or what you want to try? Maybe you just don't have the right vernacular for it. Maybe you don't even know what you want. Today, I want to introduce an option that probably you haven't thought of. I want to introduce you to a sexual communication game that helps increase your intimacy, it helps increase your sexual communication, and it will really change your vibe on how to ask for what you need and what you desire from your partner. For those of you who don't know, I have the privilege of being the sex therapist, the certified sex therapist for ASN Underground with Sam Mack. And I got to go to California a couple of weeks ago and record some of my segments for the show. I will be in every episode. There'll be a little sex fact inserted in and you'll see me in every episode. Make sure you're tuning in because I'm so excited. But while I was there, I got to meet some really amazing people. And one of the individuals that was on the show that you'll get to see on ASN Underground, his name was Jack Polo. And Jack Polo created something that I am very, I'm very excited to introduce to you. So he pretty much developed a game to help facilitate sexual communication. And he says that the mission is to provide the very best in adult gaming and novelty while simultaneously building better communication skills within an intimate adult relationship or environment. He says he prides himself in being the guide to the pursuit of sexual pleasure. Okay. So he does have a flagship product. It's called Triple X Playground. And he says that it's, quote, the best adult sex game ever and was created for the naughty adult playground where you set the environment and you get to take it wherever you want to take it. He describes the game as a holistic tool designed to help couples with those unfulfilled moments waiting to be unleashed. Okay, by providing the most exciting fantasies in order to reach the highest level of climax while bridging the gap in communication, building trust and creating stronger bonds in any adult relationship free of judgment and awkwardness. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't wait to tell you more about Jack Polo and Triple X Playground. Before we get started, let me tell you about the top waterproof blanket, which now comes in four reversible colors because no one wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need the top waterproof blanket. It's 100% waterproof and leak proof 
And it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking brand new. And you don't have to worry about leaving your house to get one. Simply go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P Waterproof Blanket and order yours today. Great sex starts now. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and I am Dr. Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, and I am so excited to welcome today's guest on our show. Jack, thank you, and welcome to the show. Jack Polo, Mr. Triple X, you are the brainchild behind Triple X Playground. Tell me, what is Triple X Playground, and who is Jack Polo? Okay, Triple X Playground is a brand that I conceptualized with the thoughts of creating the world's best sex game. That was my initial intent in creating the game. Um, and like with most creative things, you start with one path and then it, it, you know, you broaden your horizons as you create. And next thing you know, it takes a life of its own. And that's exactly what happened with Triple X Playground. When I set out to create Pandora's Box, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted to create the, like I said, the ultimate playground. And that came from extensive research in, uh, in purchasing, uh, uh, you know, sex games and, and playing them with my uh, significant other at the time. And it just wasn't working out. These games were not, you know, up to par, not to my standards anyway, or even her standards. And, and, and so what happened is, you know, I said, I set out to do it. And, and five years later, I conceptualized what the board would look like. I kept uh, developing the game. And I started developing the cards and developing, and the cards was a whole, a whole spiel because it took a very long time to develop the cards for, this, uh, because of the fact that you know I, me being a male and having my way of speaking and my uh, my ide- ideologies, I was putting those thoughts on 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 my cards, mm-hmm. but they were a biased perspective, a biased way of communicating, and I wanted to make it more friendly for all walks of life especially for women. You know, I didn't want to offend anyone. I wanted to make it so that it was fun, it was it was it was lighthearted, but yet it it would give you the permission to explore without being judged or criticized. And that was the whole intent of creating these cards, right? And so I had them edited I I I'd say close to twenty different times by different women. Mm-hmm. Because I and, and also by uh you know, people who weren't straight, you know, gay people and stuff like that. I wanted everyone to to tap in. I started holding these focus groups and I would invite people over and have like drinks and, and, and snacks or derbs and then I would roll into a PowerPoint presentation, you know, <laughs> I love and it. just pull out Triple X Playground. They're like, what is this? Oh my God. And they're like clapping and then I tell them and then I pull out the prototype, I'd unveil it and the wow factor was avant-garde it was just so crazy because people would literally want to buy that prototype Mm -hmm. i've been offered up to a hundred thousand dollars for the prototype i've been offered investments on the spot for the game without even knowing or having a marketing plan at that time so collectively what it took to develop the flagship product triple x play it took about 16 and a half years to create the game from conception to fruition mm-hmm. 
And then I was working on developing the marketing strategy and uh, the marketing plan. And in doing so, I needed to eliminate my competitive threat. So first I had to identify with, you know, the space that I would be filling in this gamut called the adult entertainment industry. And I realized that, you know, the gaming sector of the novelty within novelty stores, adult mm-hmm. novelty stores, was only 3%. And so I said, okay, how do I maximize and, and, and take over that? First of all, when I, manufa- when I went to manufacturing, I made sure that I used superior quality as far as materials are concerned to make a superior uh, looking and aesthetic game. Yes, um, and it's and very sturdy. Yes, and then I also went and listed the benefit factors from playing the game, um, which then, you know, kind of solidified that it is, in fact, a communication tool, a holistic tool, if you will. The terminology holistic uh, tools is so loosely used nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody wants to sell a vibrator or a dildo they're like it's a holistic tool you know but they don't go into explaining how so so i i went that step further and i did that and i explained how the game itself can help couples and there are other benefit factors that i don't list just because i don't want to deal you know with the you know the the people who you know uh want to play devil's advocate and just, I don't want to deal with all of that riffraff, you know? Sure. So there's certain things that I won't say, but I will say on the air that, you know, by owning this game, you, you don't have to really consider infidelity anymore. You know, it's a joint effort. It's a, it's a communication tool that really bridges the gap in communication. And it really takes your sexuality to new heights. It rekindles the flames that may have been, you know, lost in the process of being together for a long term um there's no awkwardness because you set the environment and we take it there uh there's no judgment no criticism um you know uh you build stronger bonds you learn to um express your fantasies your desires your likes and your dislikes without feeling compromised um so these factors these benefit factors in playing this game and owning this game are life-changing because I dare say it lessens the divorce rate. I mean, a lot of people that have been together for a long time and they feel like, okay, we're at the end of our rope. It's it's just, it's over, you know, And but they don't communicate effectively, especially with technology today. People are so turning into robots. They're so cloned into their phones. They don't spend, they don't put the effort forward to really make things work. So this and is I'm where, just, that's just one scenario. Yeah, this is where you and I started hitting it off and really talking in California when we met was because yeah. you were saying exactly what you just said there. This is a communication tool. And I yes. and I argued, because that's what I do, and I said, well, the couple has to be at a point to where they're even wanting, wanting to be sexual. So a lot of the times, the couples that I, I get a chance to work with, by the time they come to me, I'm their last resort. So a mm-hmm. game, I have to prepare them to where they can even get to that sexual communication because they've stopped life communication. And I love how your game is a sexual communication tool. It helps enhance sexual communication. But I, I do want to preface that with you have to be to that point first. You can't just show up and expect a game or anything, therapy or anything to fix your relationship if you're not willing to put in the time and effort 
to learn new communication skills. Right. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. And the fact that you just said that puts things in their proper perspective for me and, and shows me at what point, you know, my, my communication tool can be effective for couples mm -hmm. that are at that point. Sure. It's also, it, it, I mean, it, there's a multi-purpose for the game. It's, it's a, the perfect icebreaker. It's fun. In a group setting. You know, it's a, a lot of fun, especially, you know, with the lifestyle of very open-minded people who are very much consenting adults, which that's a big movement that I'm mm -hmm. starting right now. No means no. And consenting adults are sexy. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing this entire movement uh, uh, with the apparel uh, because I, I'm always pushing the envelope of excellence, independence, strength, you know, being bold, being daring, being a trendsetter, being a leader, uh, respecting yourself, uh, you know, setting healthy boundaries. Uh, these these type of things are super important. Integrity, mm -hmm. uncompromisable. These are the things that, you know, I live by. And so naturally, the products that I create are going to reflect that. And X Playground is the first of many communication tools that I have developed for adults, I have another product that I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about, but I will say, which is a love language game. Okay. Okay. So that would be ideal. They would go hand in hand in this scenario that you just brought up. So say you have a client, uh, 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 clients rather, who are at a point where they just can't communicate effectively, and like you said, sex is off the table. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're they're. They're completely celibate at this point because, or maybe they are not, but with each other they are. Yeah, it's a and sexless so, marriage yeah. or relationship. Right, right. But if you introduce a communication tool uh, by way of love language, you can actually teach people to uh, to learn their partner's love language, learn their own love languages, mm -hmm. and then in that sense, really bridge that gap in communication, which will rekindle passion, you know, uh, desire even lust you know mm -hmm. and then then at that point you can introduce the triple x playground game and say hey you know you there's progress in you but now check this out play this and you'll really bridge that gap you know because you can see from you know just being a from being a therapist and 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 learning the ins and outs of what they've been through their stories because they're all unique right um you will learn and know how to adapt these communication tools for your customers and give them, a, a, do them a justice, sure. you know, a big justice in helping them to, you know, take their lives to a, a healthier, healthier, to, to reach their desired outcomes and, and really take their lives to a healthier plateau. Well, I like, that you, I like that you said the love language. I actually uh, created and write or created and, um, I teach a course called Lust Languages, Learning Your Partner's mm -hmm. Lust Language. And I use okay. um, Lust Languages, and then I also use what's called the Erotic Blueprint, to where you're learning yourself, your partner, and then it goes right along with the love languages, but it's just a really intimate, um, erotic perspective of the love languages. So that's definitely an, an avenue that I use with, with couples once they get to the point to where they're ready to start. That is so amazing. That is so amazing. I'm, it brings a smile to me to know that, you know, I'm 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 nailing it. I'm mm -hmm. hitting it out the park right here. Like, I, because I respect you, and and Thank and you. Um, you know, 
all your accolades, I mean, they're not easy to achieve. It takes a person who is really devoted and is passionate about helping others to really go into your field. And, and so here you are, you know, mm-hmm. you're a leader in this field and you're saying these things and I'm creating these products that I'm like, okay, I don't have a degree in this stuff, but I am completely engulfed, completely engulfed in, in, in reaching and helping people reach the pursuit of happiness within their life. It's not just sex. It's not about sex to me. You know, I created a game by, by, by way of sensuality, if you will. But, uh, but it's so much more than that. And triple X playground, the brand is, is so much more than that. You know, I wanted to come in and I wanted to use a name, you know, that I thought would be a stigma immediately. The minute you see Triple X Playground, your mind goes crazy. You think, what is this, a porn company? What are they doing? They have, you know, you think all these things, adult, exotic, erotic, taboo, whatever, but it opens your mind. It makes you curious. And then when you find out how deep it really goes, I think it's rewarding for me as a creator to, to really spin it on people and say, hey, you know, labels, that's just what they are. The standards that society sets is what makes you pass judgment on them. But in all reality, what does triple X playground mean? You know, it just means a playground on steroids, you know, like, like, you know, like, like a super enhanced playground. It doesn't mean that it's porn or anything like that. I'm not a porn star. (laughs) I'm an average man. Honestly, I'm just not, I'm just a very confident man who is driven and is relentless in his pursuit to reach and, and, and create tools to help people reach, uh, you know, giving them a safe haven to bask within their sensuality, within their communication, and reach that point, that, that the pursuit of happiness. That's what I want to give people. I want to give people smiles, make them happy, and say, hey, he helped us. Sure. He helped us with our life, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what Triple X Playground is. Well, now, there was another question you had for me. You wanted to ask who I was and Let's just remind everyone that this is the Sexy Lifestyle, and I am Dr. Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, sitting in for Carol and David this week. We are having an amazing discussion, but we need to take a quick break, so stay right there, and we'll be right back. Now let's tell everybody about Topless Travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for this year and next year. Absolutely, and if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you simply must book with Topless Travel. From Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise adventures, Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. And of course, their trips are all about pushing boundaries, exploring your naughty side, and meeting and partying with tons of sexy fun people. Let's just shout out to all their exclusive sexy host couples, including Party Mark, and we know they're all there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. You betcha. And you're going to find us on many of the topless travel trips. But listen up. We'll be back at Hedonism 2 for their topless hedonistic Halloween event from October 21st to 28th, 2023. It's going to be a pre-Halloween week-long bash. And we'd love for you to join us there. And for 2024, topless travel is putting together not one but two bucket list trips from which we will, of course, be broadcasting. 
First, we're going to be exploring the ancient pyramids of Egypt, followed by a seven-day riverboat cruise down the Nile from March 2nd to 13th, 2024. And on the second bucket list trip, we'll be heading to Kenya for an African safari to witness the Great Migration. Glamping in the wild savanna from September 2 to 11, 2024. Space is very limited on both of these trips, and there's only a few spots left. Absolutely. So if you don't want to miss out on any of these amazing trips with some awesome, sexy, fun, open-minded friends, then go and book your spot today. Do it before it's too late. And for more information about these trips or any of the topless travel events, you can go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Just do it. And before we forget, we want to invite you to join us with April and Scott from the Naughty Gym as they host their first full takeover of Hedonism 2 in Jamaica for the week of January 6th to 13th, 2024. We're going to be there broadcasting on location for their first one-of-a-kind Sexy Fitness Week. And for more information about this, please go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and I'm Dr. Stephanie sitting in for Carolyn David this week. Now, let's get back to the show talking to our special guest. I am talking with Jack Polo, and right before the break, he was about to tell us who he was. And so, Jack, who are you? And... Tell us a little bit more. So, do you so want what me to answer that? I do. I want to know what gives you what gives you the clout to make this. What what because you're not you're not a professional, but which is not saying anything because you know Bill yeah. Gates wasn't a professional when he started either. Um, but you have such passion, and that's what draws me to you is because you have such passion and such conviction about this, and it's a game. Yes. But it's not just a game. Yeah. You're wanting it to turn into a revolutionary movement of how yes. couples can seek pleasure and seek happiness through sex. Through sex. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like sex is a universal language. I do. And, and when I've I say sex, with I was going to rephrase that. When I say sex, I don't mean penetration. I mean intimacy, right. romance. It's all intimacy, about that. Right. It's all, I should have said intimacy, but yes. I honestly feel that I've been intimate with individuals and not ever penetrated them. Absolutely. I've been intimate into intellectually. Yep. Having an intellectual conversation, being on the same plateau where you're speaking about a subject matter and the both of you are aroused and, you know, the endorphins are releasing just from the thoughts of like, wow, she gets it. Wow, mm -hmm. he gets it. And then you go deeper and deeper in these conversations. That is intimate. Absolutely. That is intimate and that is sexy. So... I definitely agree with you that, you know, sex, you know, or intimacy doesn't necessarily mean penetration, you know, um, 100%. I agree with that. But the reason why I'm so passionate about this is um, I went through a transition in my life like we all do. Right. As we get older, we transition in into from making impulsive and, and irrational decisions to making more logical and, you know, well thought out strategic moves mm -hmm. right setting milestones to reach goals as opposed to thinking instant gratification and trying to reach a goal overnight and then crashing immediately thereafter if, if you even reach it so i i've learned uh patience i've learned uh the value in delayed gratification uh, i took a cognitive behavioral course for about two years and i graduated and i led 400 men mm, I, like I was that. their mentor 
and and uh, I basically I took the program serious, and uh, the program was being labeled by others, you know, as a, a, a snitch program. This that, but that's it. it was completely ridiculous. It has absolutely nothing to do with uh, with that, your integrity and and what what your beliefs are and what you stand on. It has to do with not knowing. You know your Jahari window, not knowing your blind spot, not knowing you know what um, what's completely excuse me if I could curse what's completely fucked up about you. Oh, you can absolutely curse, and you just don't know. All right, well if you're oblivious to the fact of what 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 you're doing wrong, then you can only do the best version of what you can do because that's what you think is right. That's how you were brought up. The the Board of Education has no curriculum within their curriculum there is no cognitive thinking courses until they're elective courses in grad school so by the time you get to grad school you're already an adult you already have have your opinions formed it's very hard to rewire your brain at that point it's not impossible but it's very hard but if cognitive behavioral courses were instilled from kindergarten all the way through college through, through, through high school and then given in college, we would have smarter people. We would have people that were reaching their fullest potential mm-hmm. because they would be making cognitive decisions and reaching their desired outcomes. And there would be so many things like depression and and, and just people in jail and people getting murdered and all these decisions that people make that are of the moment. There's sporadic, there's, you know, they're shooting from the hip and they're ruining their lives. You can... You can lessen those rates, those numbers, if you teach people how to think correctly. And so this is what I've been passionate about because I've taken stumbles in my life. I've fallen many times and I've I've been in, in, in incarcerated. I've been in the system and I realized, I said, man, I have to change my life. Sure. I learned the value of life, the value of freedom, the value of liberty. It's all priceless. You know, uh, the value of a woman. Oh, my God. I mean, I was a womanizer. You know, I, I, I was a player, if you will. You know, um, I I am completely the opposite man today. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm proud of myself for that. Well, I will say when we had dinner and I was hearing a little of your story um, and yeah. then... And then knowing, so I met you, knew about the game, didn't know anything about you. Then we went to dinner and I got to know a lot more about you and your yeah. past. And then thinking about it later, I was like, okay, so this rough, tough New Yorker who <laughs> self so self-proclaimed womanizer um, came up with a really outstanding communicate, a sexual communication tool for couples who yeah. without that educational that educational baseline. And so it's just your talent and your raw enthusiasm is really passionate. And I'm really excited to see what comes next for you. But yeah, it was, you don't fit, you don't fit the mold. I really, really, I, and you know what? And that's a good thing that shows you, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. And you you just never know, you know, and I learned, you know, I I consider myself to be a very uh, smart person. Mm Mm-hmm. But I never want to be the smartest person in the room because I can't learn anything from that. I mean, that just makes complete sense. If I'm a know-it-all, then I'm, I'm, I'm my own roadblock. I'm my own biggest roadblock. And, and I can't afford to do that. Not at the tender age of 54. 
Okay. So <laughs> you're just getting I, started. I take life exactly. I, I I'm taking life completely different now. I'm looking at it from a different scope. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life is fast. It passes us by in a flash. Yes, it does. And, you know, I remember when I was 25 years old. I remember when I was 21 years old, and I had a record deal, and I was tra- getting ready to travel the world. And I messed that whole, I tore the whole world with, with Pearl Jam, and I messed everything up. I was scheduled for Lollapalooza 3, and I messed everything up. I got in trouble, and I went away. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I didn't learn my lesson there because I was too young. Um, how, how many times you hear that cliche saying, you know, if I knew then what I know now, you can't possibly know then what you know now. It's we're not. It's it's not designed that way. Yeah. You know, if it was designed that way, like I said before, if we taught we were taught cognitive thinking and rational thinking, then yeah, I probably would have never went to. I, my goal was to be an architect. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a fireman and an architect. I was always a very brave person, even as a boy. So I wanted to be a fireman. I wanted to save lives. And then I wanted to be an architect because I used to go to Manhattan and look at the, the architecture and I was in love with it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can do this. So I took mechanical drafting and I was like top of my class, even in high school. And then things turned for the worse, you know, just because of my environment and everything and my beliefs and just the time, time frame when, in which I grew up. You know, I was in high school in the 80s. So think about that. It was, it was pretty crazy in New York City in the 80s. Uh, but there are no excuses. Sure. What I know is this. I've lived a very robust life, and I've made many blunders, many mistakes, but from them I gained a lifetime of wisdom that is, you can't buy it. Mm, No, you You, you cannot. You can't go to school for this. You know, this is like life experience. Like when you go to a job interview, they're like, okay, yeah, you have a degree in this, but what experience do you have? That that's the experience that I bring to the table. My net worth is my experience, my life experience. I've been through some stuff, you know, and I'm not proud of it. I wrote a book. The book is called Music and Mayhem. I haven't put it out yet uh, because I'm looking for the right time. I'm very strategic in the things that I do. I can talk about the book just because of the simple fact that no one else can write this book. Sure, it's your story. There's no one else that can put this is my story. This is these are my memoirs. You know, people say, oh, your autobiography. I'm like, no, I would have to be dead for it to be an autobiography. It's my memoirs because I'm alive, you know, and it keeps going. So I wrote these memoirs uh, while in prison, serving uh, six years in a federal prison. And I wrote this book because I wanted to give my children a blueprint of who I am because I knew they didn't understand. I, I left them at a very tender age. And so... I feel like I did them an injustice and I was very selfish, but now I live with them Mm -hmm. and they're grown. They're adults and they live with me. They drive me crazy, but you know what? (laughs) They're my babies and I'm not, I don't believe in making up for lost time because that's a thinking error. But what I do believe in is showering my kids with love, my presence and leading by example. Mm -hmm. I train in the gym with my son five days a week. You know, I speak to my daughter, I give her pep talks as best as I can, because I want them to be the best versions of themselves. And so who am I? Who am I? I'm a man that's made, you know, his share of mistakes, has learned his lessons, has paid his debt to society, and is here, and I walk the straight and narrow now, and I'm a man's man. I'm a man that if I give you my word, my word is my bond. I don't break it. Um, I stand on integrity, everything I develop, 
whether it's a product or a service, I do it with the intent to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent the first two two quarters of my uh, two thirds of my life hurting people because I was a hurt person. Sure. And I didn't know anything else. I just wanted to hurt everybody because I was so hurt as a child. But when I went to therapy for about nine years, and then I took a cognitive course for two years, which I was mandated to, I really, really took the bull by the horns, if you will. Absolutely. I really engulfed myself in this, and I came out a believer. I drank the Mm Kool-Aid. But I also, just so you know, because you're saying, how do you have all this knowledge? I've read... I've read so many books on psychology, uh, you know, on couples, uh, therapy, on, uh, you know, relationships, on, on, on you know, uh, the way women process, the way men process, why we don't get along, you know, the Dr. Gray books. Uh, I've read so many different books because I'm so fascinated with the mind mm-hmm. and um, the lack there of using it correctly. So I, I, it's just something that I'm, it's a hobby of mine. So I, it's kind of like I have a degree, but I don't have a degree. You, you have a degree I mean? from hard knocks. I, that's, I, I mean, the it's books. the degree of life. Yeah, yeah, I have a degree of life. So that's where it comes from. So when I created the game, it was a challenge mm-hmm. by a girlfriend. And she was like, I think you could create something way better than this. But I was also at the, at the pinnacle of my music production in my career. Mm-hmm. So she looked at me like, man, you're a hell of a producer. If you can create songs from scratch at a thin air any time like this, and I never seen you have writer's block, you can create a better sex game than anyone we played. And I'm like, you know what? I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. And so what started frivolously as a challenge and my ego played a big part in that because I wanted to prove that, you know, many years later, many moons later, I came a, a humble. I became a humble man, and so did the product. Yeah, it it it, 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 it transcended into something worth way, way more valuable than creating a hot sex game. You know, it it it, it became a communication tool, mm-hmm. and I couldn't have done that had I not learned humility. You know, and and caring. Sure. And 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 gratitude and understanding that you know when a woman gives you her body. She's giving you the most precious thing she has, and you need to worship that. You need to. I'm, I'm a very uh, selfless lover. I'm, I'm, I aim to please my woman to the umph degree, mm-hmm. no matter what it takes. That's what I do. I do want to hear everything about you, but before we do that, let's just remind everyone that this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and I am Dr. Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, sitting in for Carol and David this week. We're having an amazing discussion, but we need to take a quick break while I tell you about Evolve Your Intimacy. Ladies, are you ready to take your intimacy to the next level? And gentlemen, do you want to add more tools to your sexual repertoire? Head over to our website, EvolveYourIntimacy.com, to learn more about intimacy, relationships, and sex counseling. And if you enjoy our content and our guests, we would love to have you help us grow. Go to our website, EvolveYourIntimacy.com, to follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts. Now, let's get back to the show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and I'm Dr. Stephanie, sitting in for Carol and David this week. Now, let's get back to the show, talking to our special guest. You know, uh, you taught me something oh. when I was uh, 
on the show. I learned something from you. From we were sitting at dinner, and we were talking about doms and subs. Oh yeah. And so, so the funniest thing is that my ex girlfriend, who I almost married, she was like, "You're a dom." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Am I?" She's like, "What?" I was like, "What is that?" You know, I just, I just came home from prison. I didn't know what the hell she was talking. About. She said, "No, you're a dom," and uh, and then she started sending me gifs and videos and from Tumblr and showing me what doms are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Am I really that?" I'm like, "I am freaky and I am always into thinking about sex." But does that make me a dom? I don't think that makes me a dom. And little by little, I saw that she had an agenda. Sure. You see, her agenda was that she wanted to be a hot wife, and she wanted to marry me, but for all the wrong reasons. So she was trying to get me to convert into the lifestyle, but it was done through manipulation. Sure. It wasn't done sincerely. It wasn't organic, and I never felt comfortable with it. You know, I, I loved her so much. I didn't want to share her. That's just I, my opinion. Yeah. Mind you, I didn't want to do that, and she wanted that badly, and she would tell me graphically. The things that she wants to do, and it would be multiple men, not another man, but multiple men and women. And I was like, "Wow!" So it was enticing. It was mentally stimulating and overloading, even because I was like, "Whoa!" I, but I'm like, she convinced me that I was a dom. And then when you and I were at dinner with the with the whole crew, and we're talking about doms and subs, and you were like, "The the sub is really the person who is always in control." The dom is just there to make sure that the sub reaches every you know point that she is trying to reach, mm-hmm. all her goals. So the sub, I mean the dom in, in sense is not in control at all. He's yeah. just providing a service. You know, he's there merely to make sure that he is selfless and gives the sub everything that she is looking for. And that made me think about my game. And it made me think about how I didn't understand that concept. Maybe I did, but I didn't know how to put it in words. Sure. I didn't know how to attach a definition to it. But now I do, and it helped me a lot. It helped me tremendously because I am a dom. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a dom. I do not like to be sub. But then again, I don't know. Am I a sub? <laughs> you can be I a switch like because you can be both. Yeah, I don't like controlling women in the bedroom at all. I like a woman who is just there to be completely devoured, but she sets the soft limits and the hard limits. Mm-hmm. So she, she's controlling the whole narrative, right? And I just didn't see the, how powerful it is to be a sub. I always thought a sub was weak until I spoke with you guys. So I'm always learning. Yeah. I'm not, I don't profess to be, you know, free of, of error. But what I will say is that I am devoted cause mm-hmm. i am devoted to uh helping people reach great levels of communication you know same uh, I'm actually, <laughs> i know i'm actually you know i don't I, I, once again i'm not going to give the name i'm not going to give details but i'm also developing which i'm almost two-thirds of the way done with it developing games from kindergarten to 12th grade for homeschooling to teach cognitive thinking and I have, it's it's so great. I mean, it's unbelievable what has what has been created thus far, and it's so self rewarding. So it's a game with a workbook, mm-hmm. you know, and and it basically is to teach children and parents. Oh, I like that. 
how to communicate more effectively, how to listen to your children when they tell you something happened and you tell them, no, that didn't happen. No, I want to prevent, you know, kids getting molested, uh, getting abused in any form or fashion. I love children and I want to help humanity. I want to help parents understand because I think that's the effective way of doing it. You teach the parents cognitive thinking. You teach them how to listen to their children and and, and protect them in that sense uh, instead of shunning them and thinking, oh, you're, you're making things up. Shush. That didn't happen. I had a friend of mine who just killed himself less than 30 days ago so because sorry. he was raped as a child and he lived with that his entire adulthood and his mother shunned him to his dying day and he blamed her for it because she left him with his uncle who was raping him every day as a child in Trinidad and he ended up killing himself and he actually called me the night before he did this and told me he's like I can't take this anymore man I'm, I don't want to live no more and I said and I gave him tough love because we know each other since the sandbox and I said to him, don't call me with that sucker shit. Tighten up and call me back. And I hung up on him. He did call me back. But he was crying. And I was like, look, I don't understand what you're going through. But you need to make amends with this and move forward with your life. Because you, you the reason why you're, you can't move forward is because you're, you're stuck in the past. And I was trying to give him the best advice I could. I didn't know how deep it he it was and, and how serious his uh his you know words of what he's saying he, he was gonna do i didn't believe it and he did it mm. the next day he was dead and so that broke my heart because this was like a brother to me i've known him my entire life and and from that i learned the lesson you know i have to be more open-minded when giving it people call me for advice all the time i've been that person in my community that people, I got a phone call this morning. Someone who was running campaigns in, in the political sector on a very high scale, and he's head of marketing for them, is calling me. It's calling me for advice. And he's also putting together my no means no campaign, and he's, he's playing devil's advocate about it. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, you know how many times I brought a girl home and she, you know, and then she says no. I'm like, yeah, no means no. Yeah, you, you say, what okay, you thank you. And you want to go I, get some coffee. Have free will. You can change your mind. <laughs> yeah. You can change your mind at any time. If a woman says, I don't care if she gives you oral sex and she starts thinking about her ex-boyfriend and says, I can't do this, no means no. It stops mm -hmm. right there. It can be consenting to a certain point. But at that point, after that, it becomes it becomes a, a dead no. The power of no. So many people don't understand the power of no, but it's it's the pinnacle of really the thing. What you can say to somebody? No, well, we you stand your ground. Samantha and I did a, a segment on ASN Underground about this, and and I yeah. gave the example of I can go to a vanilla club, the clubs that we're sending our children to, like eight, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I right. go in there and. I feel like I am forced to perform. I am forced to give something because, you know, there's these expectations. Oh, if I buy you a drink, well, you're gonna you're gonna do something for that drink. If you're wearing this sort of outfit and it's you're wanting someone to molest you, you're asking for it. 
And that's the mindset when we go into these places and we were comparing it to maybe a, a swingers party where there's no expectations. No one's going to you know fondle you. There's all these set rules and regulations. And why can't we bring that into the regular world, those rules and regulations where it's just an understated, an un, excuse me, an unstated rule of you don't do that. No means no. And consent is everything. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you why. I know why. Because it's the agenda mm -hmm. that they're pushing. Media and social media, all forms of media, play such a stronghold on our mental capacity because they educate us, they teach us to conform to the standard that they're that they're visually putting in front of us. Mm -hmm. We're tangible people. We deal with what's in front of us. What we what we see, we believe. So whatever the media is saying is cool. You know, women twerking, walking around half naked. They're telling all girls to do this. This is what you should do. You know, um, and, and and like once it, it, this is a very hard topic for me to discuss because I can say something and then it could it could almost sound hypocritical or like I'm contradicting. You know, I'm in the sex industry because I have a sex game. But people need to understand, I'm in the communications industry by way of the sex industry. I am not in the sex industry. I don't sell sex. I sell communication. I teach people the fundamentals of communication. Now, back to what you were saying, the reason why it just can't be, it can't happen so easily is because people that think the way we think would have to get in those positions of power to influence the masses through the media. Yeah. The media is the outlet. When you push, you know, cognitive thinking, when you push rational thinking, when you push value, self-value, self-love, um, standards, healthy standards, um, and you stop pushing this toxicity, I don't even know if that's a word. That is very sometimes much a word. Make, nope. Sometimes I make words up. Just I do too, just but that is a word. <laughs> and then people start using my words, okay? But uh, but you know what I mean. They they they. It, it's that's what's being pushed. Mm -hmm. You know, I look at my daughter and I see these things, and, and my daughter's so beautiful, and she's like so engulfed with the media and I look at her and I'm like I, I give her pep talks every day and it's an uphill battle with her because she's an adult mm -hmm. and she has her she's opinionated but she's also my life and I'm not gonna stop because she's a reflection of me and she's my baby mm -hmm. no matter how she's 24 but she's my baby so for me I think like it's my job to continue to nag her about these things because at the end of the day if I die tomorrow Who's going to have her back? I'm going to be there to pick her up when she falls on her knees. I, knees. I give her free will. She can do whatever she wants. And I'm never going to give a judge, pass her judgment. I'm always going to be there to pick her up. But I'm also going to be there before that to try to prevent those things and give her the best advice I can. Because they think that being a thought is the way. And that's not the way. You know, um, think, about the, think about the people who are children look up to mm -hmm. they're not leaders they're just front men pushing the envelope and and that's not to discredit them from their talent but it's to say that they themselves give disclaimers like hey i'm not a role model so don't do what i do but buy my records sure you see what i mean this is why i left the industry you know 
this is one of the main reasons why I left the industry because I saw the, the envelopes that were being pushed and I was like, I, that's not me. That's not who I am. Even when I wasn't awoke, I still within had that burning desire to make a difference in life. Sure. And so now that I am woke, I, I am completely engulfed and committed to it. You know, yeah. I don't know if I went off the hinge with what I, we were talking about. It doesn't but I think matter. That it, it needed okay. to be said. All right. Okay. No, I... Yeah, I'm just trying to speak, you know, life into people, you know, positivity. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's my goal. I'm already be- looked at, a, oh, you're a man who created a sex game. You're a pervert. If a woman created the same game, she would be an empowering, independent, holy cow boss bitch. Yeah. That's what they would say. That's a boss bitch. Because the ignorance is just, there is no end to it. You know, I don't even know why women want to call themselves bitches. I agree. I'm that bitch. I'm I'm a real bitch. I, I'm I'm the. You're a bitch. I don't even want to know you. Yeah, I don't. I, I know, don't like when, when that's done. But but they don't know. You can only do the best. You know the best you can do with what you know. Yeah. Right. I know. I spent the majority of my life resenting my parents and blaming them for so many things that I realize now, when I was putting my book together, I said, man. My parents did the best they like, can do with what with they had. What they knew. Yep. I never realized what they went through. Yeah. What their parents put them through, and what their parents put their parents through. It's a vicious cycle. It is generational. Generational that yep. has happened that I finally broke. So for that, I give myself kudos. I broke the generational curse. Good. You know, my son will never go to prison. My daughter will, my my sons, both my sons and both my daughters will never go to prison. Why? Because I broke that generational curse. I've never yelled at my kids. I've never cursed at my kids. I've never put my hands on my kids. And I come from a very violent upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been a fighter my whole life. And now negotiator, I'm a peace talker. I'm, I'm here to speak logic into circumstances. You know, mm-hmm. I was put in a predicament where I was with 5,500 men and everybody was, no, no one cared. Yeah, no one cares there. Everybody was lost. And you know what? I, 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 I faced adversity head on, verbally. Yeah, you know, I had my shank and I had this, that. If it was going to go down, it would have gone down. But I knew I could beat things by speaking sense into people. And I did. And I actually pieced out major wars in prison. I did that, you know, and and, and, and no one can take that from me. Sure. Um, where people thought I was ludicrous because I would walk around with my papers and I said, this is what I'm going to do when I get out. And I was in the education building every single day and only the child molesters hang out there because they're scared. So <laughs> they would be there all day. I was there with them. You know why I was getting my education? Yeah. You know, I got my education. I didn't waste one second of time. I went to school for five years yep. and I got my degrees. I got everything that I wanted to get. I wrote a book. I wrote a, a reality show. I, I wrote a business plan. I created triple X playground. I created X line. I created Trist. I, I created OMG. I created many brands, but they're all within under the umbrella of myself, which is match media. I did this to create, you know, a, a, a strong force of communication tools 
to help humanity. Sure. Basically. That's really what I'm about. That's who I am. Even my book. My book is written as a self-help book. I do not glorify the things that I've done in the past that I'm ashamed of. Um, I don't glorify them. I, I lightly tread on them in, in, in the book. And really, the book is a self-help book. It's a 13-chapter book and um, 310 pages. I think I uh, last said it was 278. But, I mean, yeah, I haven't put it out just because if I put it out today and I don't have a degree, it's going to go wood in the hood. You know, um, I'm looking to really, you know, set my brand apart from everybody else and really, really become a staple in the industry. Um, and at that point, they say, well, who is this guy? And then they can read my book. Yeah. And then they can see who I am. And it stands a chance to reach more people. Sure. It's not about money. I'm not a money-driven man. I am I am driven to move mountains. I really, really want to help people. You know, my goal, like I said, is to educate parents so that they listen to their kids, so that we can prevent kids from being molested, women from being raped, men from being raped. It's not absolutely. only women. No, I get, absolutely men agree. Men get raped, too. They do. You know? A, a, a gay boy goes to prison he's food if he acts gay in prison he's going to get a train ran on him against his will you yeah. see what i'm saying so there are what they call booty bandits men get raped if you're soft if you're weak you're looked upon like someone that okay i can i can grab him and i can rape him because he he's not stronger than me there's a lot of things going on there's scenarios that i've talked to cam girls you know where they're like you know, they have stalkers. Mm -hmm. They go to these expos and they're signing things and people are like going crazy for them. And then they're like going, you know, crossing the boundaries sure, and making them feel uncomfortable. Women have been raped, you know, porn stars have been raped, male and I mean, females mm -hmm. I've talked to so many people have gone through this stuff. And for me, that is just something that I, I don't tolerate. So you know, this is the reason why I think my communication tools help, not just to help couples, but to help individuals. I agree. You know, um, um, from all walks of life. I agree. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to spend this morning with me. I know it's early there. and um, That's cool. Yeah, I would love, I mean, I'm going to, we're going to talk offline because we have so much more to talk about. And um, yeah. lots of stuff. I will say that your clothing line, you did um, gift me some, an outfit and I, it's been all over my Instagram because I was I wore it home and it was the most comfortable plain plain attire. So now I think anytime I fly, I'm wearing triple X my my That's tights and my thank hoodie. you so much. <laughs> and I didn't even talk. I didn't even touch on that when I had originally designed the apparel. I designed it as swag to give away at the expos, but we were in mid COVID, so yeah. there were no expos. So I had this swag, and then I had a very good friend of mine. Uh, he was like, listen, I want to start this thing called Celebrity Championship Boxing, and I want you to have the ring girls wearing your clothes. And I'm like, let's do it. So we started doing that. So they became the TXP ring girls. Mm -hmm. Now, that project fizzled away. He no longer does those boxing matches anymore. So here I was stuck with all this apparel, and people were like, we love your apparel. We love the way it fits the girls. Boom, boom, boom. It's so comfortable. It's so nice. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the design, mm -hmm. you know, what's on it, because it's empowering. And and once again, that's how it coincides with the game and the brand and as a whole. I put empowering slogans on my apparel because I want people to understand that we are trendsetters. We're leaders. We're, 
you know, we stand on all ten toes. We're not afraid about, you know, the criticism that's going to come, the backlash from expressing ourselves. To me, it's an empowering movement, the, the, the X-Line activewear, uh, because I could have made it more skimpy, but then it would have been smutty. So you're saying Triple X Playground, you're saying no means no. You're saying all of these things on your apparel. Yeah. So you're standing by what's on your shirt. And I think that that makes people say, man, a lot of people will feel intimidated by that. And then a lot of people will criticize. The people that criticize is because they're not educated on the facts. Um, and so they feel they need to say something mm -hmm. to compensate for their confusion. But, but the people who actually are taken back by it are like, whoa, that's powerful. You know, I was doubting myself, and I, I don't do much of that. So it was only because it was getting ready to come to market, and I said, man, if I put this to market and it doesn't resonate right, yeah. what is it going to do for my game and everything else? So when you're running a business, it's very difficult, and I am my marketing team. Sure. I'm my entire marketing team. I'm, I get I play it. every hat right now. And so it's very, very difficult, but it's not impossible. When I remember that, and I always – I always remember that, you know, determination and will are best friends to success. That's how I live my life. And so I take risk. And, and you know what? I make educated uh, conclusions and, and as best as I can, and I put, I put it out there. Yeah. And if you want to criticize me, that's okay. You know what? Because I still stand by what I say. I still stand by what I believe in. Whoever wears my apparel are people who are like-minded, like yourself. Yeah. You said, I feel comfortable wearing this on the plane. I, I, I love this. You know, there are people that love wearing it at the gym as a badge of honor. Absolutely. It takes guts to, to, you know, to stand in front of the narrative and say, hey, I'm here to change it. So, yeah. I so that's that. what X Playground, that's what X-Line Apparel is about. You know, that's what, that's what we stand. That's what yeah. we stand on. That's what we stand for. You and I have so much more. This is just the beginning of our friendship and business relationship because mm -hmm. I feel like you and I have a very strong sense of passion for the, for the same things. And finding people yeah. who are jointly passionate about common topics and common themes, so it can be hard in our in our lifetime. So yeah, when you find those people, well, you, you know, hold on. People that are willing, finding people who are willing to talk about it. Oh yeah, is even harder. Oh yeah, there's a lot of victims out there. You know. Survivors. And we're not I, victims. We're survivors. Yeah, and survivors. Yeah, there's just so many people out there that I feel need to hear what we have to say. I agree. Because it will make them feel confident and empower them to step up, to speak on it, to heal, to move forward and not be stagnant in life based on a tragedy that happened to them. You know, that wasn't that was beyond their means. It wasn't you know? their choice. Yeah. So, Right. So there's a lot going on with that. And I just feel like the more and more, you know, as every day goes by, I believe that my brand becomes more important. Oh, absolutely. I yeah, agree. As I speak to people, I'm like, wow, I, I completely agree. You know, this is what, you know, what, what we should be talking about here. This is don't be ashamed. Talk up, speak up. But if we if we fight the current, we stand for something. Exactly. If we don't, if we know these things, then we don't do anything then we're not standing for anything. Having the knowledge and doing nothing about it, that doesn't make you a leader. It makes you a coward. You know? So, mm, it's I powerful. Mean, maybe I'm saying I'm giving some strong opinionated points here, but, you know, this is who I am. Yeah. You can contradict me all you want. I love it. I would love it. 
No, I, I, I mean, I, these are powerful statements that need to be said. It needs to be heard. So, but we are going to have to end this for now. And okay. until next time, you and I will be chatting. But until I can get you on the show again, thank you again for your time. And yeah, no, tell you. everybody where they can find you. Oh, well, you can uh, purchase the game on www.triplexplayground.com. That's spelled out entirely. So T-R-I-P-L-E-X-P-L-A-Y-G-R-O-U-N-D. That's triplexplayground.com. You can find me on Instagram at triple underscore X underscore playground. And you can also find me on Instagram on X-Line Active Wear for the apparel. And on Twitter, we're at triplexplayground. So that's that's awesome. where you can find me. And then there's awesome. many more. You can go on our website and all our social media links are there. But those are the ones that usually people typically go to. Sure. So I give those out. Yeah. And you can also find his information on my Instagram, evolve underscore your underscore intimacy. And uh, because we've been tagging each other because I was wearing all of his wonderful or not all of it. I was wearing one of his outfits. So definitely well, take a look at that. Yay. I wear yeah, it. You're going to get a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely going to put a care package and send it to you. Oh, I love that. And, uh, I look forward to the next time we speak and yes. uh, speaking offline for sure. Absolutely. Well, we will talk soon. Remember to join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health, and pleasure, and all the fun ways that you can spice up your sex life. Well, friends, that's it for our show today. On behalf of Carol and David, I am Dr. Stephanie from the Evolve Your Intimacy podcast, sending you all the love and great sex. Please stay safe and, of course, stay sexy. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.